0: It's another wake up with Casey episode. Um, I have something that I'd like to share with you and especially the young adults and the young teenage girls and even boys that, you know, start getting into these relationships and you're just now exploring, I guess, new territory or a new experience. And if you don't recognize the red flags are the signs that uh this is not a good thing how would you know and i have a very special guest that joins us today that shares her story and what she experienced and it was when i when i saw this and read about this i was just so moved in it it was such a heartfelt,ing horrific experience and i couldn't even imagine i've been through many abuses in my life, but to experience this, this is like, wow. And, but it's very inspirational and the transformation that she chose and how she overcame and transformed her life is astonishing and it's such a welcome. Please welcome Ashley Michelle. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having
1: me today.
0: I was so, like, I I wanted to cry and just reach out and give you a great big hug when I read your story. Please share with us, especially the young adults, these teenage girls and even boys, uh, about what you've experienced.
1: Um, Yeah, so, I mean, what I've experienced um, was a horrific trauma And I felt like it was layer upon layer of trauma, and then it just became more apparent in my adult life. But in my childhood, there was also trauma with bullies, etc. And then in August of 2016, um, I had my life flash before my eyes. Um, Someone that I thought I trusted ended up... um, murdering one of their friends and then try to um, take my life in the process. I got a call at 530 in the morning and he asked me to come to the apartment and uh, he locked all the doors from behind me and um, he had just murdered someone and said he was already going away for one account. So why not make it two? And... um, Then when he asked me, he asked me to help clean up the scene. And I said, no, and that's when he strangled me. And then he pointed a knife to my back at one point and then he sexually assaulted me. And then I had an opportunity after two hours of being in the apartment with him, he ran to the washroom and I ran down 18 flights of stairs and called 911. And then I saw in the trial, that he was just seconds away from meeting me down in the lobby um, as I was taking off. And I ran across the street um, and called 911 at a convenience store. And then I was read my rights taken to the police station where they questioned me. I was free to go at any time, but of course I I wanted to go. I wanted to give my statement. I wanted to um, do everything that I could to help seek justice. And then it was, it was like definitely a month before that I was running in broad daylight and then I was assaulted while running on a trail. So that's what I mean upon layer and layers of trauma. And then in that same year of 2016, after both of those incidents had occurred um, in October, I uh, had my first suicide attempt because I just couldn't deal with the, aftermath and all the emotional process was just it was so draining like I was the most social outgoing person that there was and I just became so drained mentally emotionally physically the PTSD the anxiety the depression was so overwhelming
0: and would you would it be safe to say when you know, people do not understand what somebody's going through as such as yourself, which is very horrific. It, it does lead to, you, you feel like there there's no hope
1: that you're alone. Yeah. So like, that's where it really, it's really, really challenging. It's really hard. Um, You do feel like you're alone. You do feel like, you know, I had so many friends that were great supports, but like, No one went through this. No one understood like what I was going through, like no one, you know, it was very, very difficult. And for me, what was even more difficult is the police actually, before they even questioned me, they asked me if I could promise them something. And I said, okay, what is that? And they're like, please promise us you won't go to the streets and turn to drugs or turn to prostitution or alcohol. That just tells you right there how high the statistics are. For survivors of crime to turn to the streets so that breaks my heart in half and that's another reason why I ended up writing a book um, called finding strength through tragedy because I just I couldn't like you were just I was finding out more and more things that were happening just in in my community like a parent had approached me and her only son was murdered and I just I couldn't believe how common these types of situations actually are. It's it's sad to say that, but survivors of crime, like it's a worldwide epidemic. It happens nationwide, it happens countrywide. It's an everyday occurrence, especially with COVID happening. I feel like crime has just escalated.
0: Wow. And to me, because I You know there's limited beliefs, mental programmings even emotional energetic traumas Mm -hmm. and then I go back in history and timelines and it's like I'm seeing the same thing over and over just different time periods would that would you
1: agree that there's some truth in that yeah definitely like I and I think it's just getting worse and worse Um, you know, people don't want to, some people don't want to reach out. They don't, they don't want help. Like, and that's why they end up like turning to the streets as a coping mechanism, which is a negative coping strategy. Um, and I feel like, you know, a lot of people are, you know, into like the social media aspect too, and are like, okay, like I have to be a certain way, like kind of like the fake it till you make it type thing. Um which I find a lot of people tend to go through this these days, they tend to like just keep everything inside of them, which is not healthy. Like in order to even get better or to enter the healing process, you need to be able to work on yourself. And like, this is why I think like I wouldn't be where I am today without, you know, the police, the counselors, um, victim services, all of that. Um, I think that's so huge in order to heal and take care of yourself. Like that is a tool in your toolbox is, is counseling 110%. Um, you need to feel every emotion there is. And yeah, it's overwhelming. Yeah, it's exhausting, but you need to feel and express those because the, you when you run from them, you're only hurting yourself in the process. You're not fixing the problem. You're making a worse problem. You need a solution to the problem. Right. And do you think that other
0: people turn to, I would say, outlets like alcohol, drugs? You oh, know? yeah. The statistics are so you high avoid. because you avoid having yeah. to deal with that pain because it's, they don't know how to cope and deal with. It. And that's why in childhood, a lot of these teenagers, you know, I've experienced bullying, too, growing up. And to be quite honest, Ashley, I don't even know how I got through half the stuff I've experienced, honestly. I, I yeah. just I just dealt with it. And you know, I used music as therapy, I used dance as therapy, I just went through looking at things in a different mindset. And if you could be open to a new perspective or a new concept that yes this was an experience and how we respond can make a difference in your future would that be safe to say
1: oh absolutely It's, it's definitely how you respond and that's why i think it's so vital to take the counseling um, when you get it or like if you're somebody who needs group therapy instead like I think that that's you know something to look at as well you know using everything in your community resources to really better yourself that's what it comes down to and again yes the coping strategies, 110 percent you know maybe it's you play guitar um, maybe it's learn a musical instrument maybe it's you know, going for walks, going for hikes. Maybe it's running, jogging, exercise. Maybe it's just going to meet a friend for coffee. Um, It's, you know, maybe it's something with structure and routine and consistency. Maybe that's what helps you get through day to day. For me, I can tell you right now, the gym saved my life. It is how I've overcome PTSD. It's how I overcome depression. It's how I've overcome Every everything that was thrown at me, that's how I've become stronger and wiser is the gym. Because not only is it from a physical standpoint, you're getting stronger, but also from a mental and emotional perspective as well.
0: Uh, and I, I mentioned about emotional, energetic. It's also healing in energetically, spiritually wise. And um, would you did you read any inspirational or personal development books? Who are you, who, who are your mentor, mentors in that aspect? What helped you with that, if any?
1: I think the mentors were more so the people that I had around me, you know, being my cheerleader every single day, being there um, at the trial for me. Like those were my mentors. Those were my inspirations of hope. People that encouraged me and inspired me and told me that, I could get through this and believe in me no matter what the, the police were my mentors, uh, victim services, my mentors, um, my counselor, like she's the reason why I'm here today. Like she helped me get through all the painful stuff. Like what happened to me just didn't happen to me at the age of 24. It's, I had to go through layers and layers and layers and uncover all the trauma in order for me to even begin the healing process.
0: Right. And, uh, you know, from being bullied, that does something to your self-confidence, your self-esteem. Oh, yeah. And it, it almost is like a... If you're not elevated, like in a a consciousness level, based on how you think, how you feel and what you do, it's like negative attracts negative, positive attracts positive. So if you're kind of, and it's like you're living in the past over and over and over again until something drastic happens to get you to wake up, light bulb goes on and you're having an aha moment or self-realization moment. Is that sort of the same
1: kind of? Concept? Oh, like absolutely. So, for me personally, I had to reevaluate my whole life. And that meant reevaluating some of my relationships. And, you know, yes, family, everybody tends to think that family is blood related, but it's not. It's the people you have in your life, it's the people that you make a part of your life, and the people that are going to be there to support you and cheer you on every step of the way. There's been, family members that I've had to cut ties with. Um, There's been friends that I've had to cut ties with, other personal relationships that I've had to cut ties with. Because it comes down to this. You want positivity in your life. That is the only way that you're going to heal and get through the process and move forward in your life. When you have negative in your life, it's just gonna bring you down, bring down your confidence, your self-esteem, your motivation, not much more. You wanna be driven and you wanna be focused. You wanna be passionate. You want all of the positive things. So you wanna create a lifestyle full of people that are going to support that journey, not people that are gonna bring you down. Because again, you you have to rebuild yourself entirely. You have to reprogram, restructure, every single aspect of your life. That is the only way that you're going to keep moving forward. And you have to just, at the end of the day, as much as you want to try to please everyone, that's simply not not going to happen. You know, you're the only person taking care of you at the end of the day. So what are you going to do to better yourself? How do you want to live your life? How do you want to keep moving forward in your life? And I think that that's where you have to draw the line in the sand and say enough is enough. You have to respect yourself enough so other people can respect you. Wow, girl, you rock. I'm oh, wow. you. so
0: impressive. I was like, holy shit, she's on a roll here. Yes, go. <laughs> but you Also, you know, when you when you come to the point where you make that choice of this is not how I want to live. This is not who I want to be. I don't want to be a part of that. Could it be even with your family members and closest friends, they're just stuck in their reality that they created and their limited beliefs, their mental programmings and their emotional energetic traumas. And you just got to love them enough to let go. But I don't want to be in your reality. I want to create my
1: own reality kind of thing. Yes. yes. You know, you have to set boundaries for yourself and, you know, it's the same thing, you know, people ask why you go back to an abusive relationship over and over again. Well, why do you accept abuse from other people that could be family members and stuff? And I don't mean abuse physically, like I mean abuse mentally, emotionally, like you want to take back your life, you want the power over your life. And I think that that means just cutting ties and you know saying enough is enough at the end of the day and you're worth so much more than these people can give you. Because you know you give them chance after chance after chance and you think that they're going to change and they don't. Some people just cannot change. It's not in who they are.
0: So let me ask you something, Ashley. What did you learn from, you know, your past relationship relationships of The red flags, those signs are the feeling that you got when you knew this ain't good. You know, what were those that you could share with other young adults about those red flags or signs or that feeling that you got? You knew, but you sort of pushed it away, you denied it and you stayed for as long as however you did. What were those?
1: I learned now to follow my intuition, but way back when, like I was in an abusive, toxic relationship ever. That was my first relationship ever in college. And, um, you know, I just, I constantly like made excuses and plus, like I had an apartment with him. So, you know, hindsight's 2020, everyone thinks it's like so much easier said than done to just, you know, walk away from your abuser. But, you know, me and you both know that that's not the case. Um, You know, when a person leaves their abuser, they're at a high risk for death themselves. That's called separation assault. Um, So it's not just that simple to up and walk away, especially if you have kids, finances, et cetera. Um, But for me personally, I made excuses for him and I thought that, you know, he would change, et cetera, et cetera. And he didn't and he ended up cheating on me and then that's when I walked away from The situation and said you know what this isn't what I deserve I did some counseling in college after that relationship which I was a little bit more healed from and then when everything happened in 2016 it brought back all the past emotions that I thought that I had kind of locked away put under the doormat and they just came resurfacing all over again but now like when now I can feel when something isn't right. Like I get shaky, my heart starts to like race really fast. Um, Like I just get a bad vibe. Um, I had an experience back in um, October where, you know, I knew it was a rainy night and I knew something wasn't right. And I called 911. And sure enough, I was right about my instincts. Um, I follow my gut right away when it tells me something is wrong or that my life could possibly be in danger. Um, I react right away. Um, For instance, like the assault that happened on the trail in the park while I was running. Now I don't go on trails anymore. Now I know enough. Now I know better to take a whistle and I run on the main roads only. So again, it's like, readjusting and reevaluating your life in order to keep yourself safe and out of harm's way. Wow. Good for you for thinking that like you just, just
0: changed a different thinking of how you do things and yeah. you aren't going to let, you know, a possible salt on the trail. Cause that, I've seen documentaries on how murders were happening with women running around trails. I'm like, why would you go on a wooded trail in the first place? We got sidewalks in the street. You can run there, you know, or go with a group of people that at the same time every day, you know, where you're not
1: alone. But isn't it sad that that's what it comes down to? Like you don't even feel comfortable running in broad daylight. Like you have to keep a whistle with you. Like it's just sad what our world has really come to that you can't just go and run on a trail by yourself because that may be the most peaceful thing for someone. Maybe they just came out of a detox program and that's what helps them stay sober. You know, we don't know what we don't know. And I think it's awful that, Certain things get taken away from people, especially when they're going through a hard time.
0: I know it is sad, Ashley, and you know it's sad that people are stuck in 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 their limited beliefs, the mental programmings. Even their, their you know, you what you think, what you feel, and how you act in time creates a personal reality, and that person, personality. Then it leads to a personal reality that you we all create. And some people are just at that level. And you just I've learned to respect where they're at, but move on.
1: Exactly.
0: Like, and nice knowing you, but nope, I'm not in I don't want to be in your reality. I want to be in this kind of reality where there's like-minded, positive-minded, you know, everyone knows how we're all connected we're all equal it doesn't matter what race what gender what color you are we just have that connection that we know yes and it's it's a slow and steady process of this awakening of consciousness
1: oh it is for sure
0: it's like slower than a tortoise Honestly, but we're
1: getting there. At least we're getting there. (laughs) Um, We are. You know, it's about readjusting, right? It's about refitting, seeing what fits and seeing what doesn't.
0: Well, uh, what works and what doesn't work. And would you agree that we're just here to experience life? I mean, there's really no wrong or right or good or bad. It's just an experience once again, how are we, how do we respond? How do we react? And if we don't like it, we can change it. And how do we learn, right?
1: Like it's a, yeah. it's a learning process too.
0: Uh, would you agree that there are just some that aren't getting that and they hold on to that victim mindset and then they turn around being the abuser, being total opposite of what they're supposed to be?
1: see I never thought of myself as a victim whatsoever I think it has such a negative a content to it um, I always saw myself as a survivor of trauma and I think that anyone that you know says they're a victim you know I think that that's kind of diminishing their self-esteem self-worth that much more I think everybody that's gone through or lived through trauma is actually, a survivor, they're brave, they're courageous, they're warriors, they're fighters. We need to start using more positive language and uplifting words. I actually have a blog about this on my website at ashleyinspires.com. Um, and I talk about that. I talk about how we need to be careful with our words. You know, like I get pearl packages and stuff like that. And You know, I had someone say, well, at least he's locked away or, you know, oh, oh, it's all over now. And I'm like, no, it's actually not over. Like, you have to be careful what you say to people, especially young girls that are like 15 and 16 years old and already have a low self-esteem, self-worth. We want to be using language that's going to build girls and men up, not bring them down.
0: And that is a huge issue, even on social media. Oh, it's
1: such a huge issue on social media. Like, I've gotten responses like, oh, poor girl. And t- please, like, I don't consider myself whatsoever a poor girl. Yes, this happened to me, but this didn't break me. This has made me stronger and wiser and has made me the individual that I am today. I don't think of myself as the poor girl whatsoever. And we yeah, need to stop. Yeah. We need to stop using language that has such negative content to it. Thank you. We need to empower other women, other men. Well, I mean, that's how boys
0: will become men and how girls become women. And constantly what you perceive here, what you listen to here. Oh, yes. Programming in here. Exactly. We not only have to watch our words. What, what we're perceiving and accepting as a belief as well. And well, it's programming. Yes.
1: Oh, yeah. And, like, you know, even images. You know, you take an image of you smiling and or, or take a picture with your family, and everyone thinks it's the picture-perfect family. Or you take one picture of yourself, and you smile, and everyone thinks you're the happiest-go-lucky person. Like I said, like, again, hindsight is twenty twenty. You don't know what you don't know. Just because that person posts a picture of them smiling doesn't mean they're the happiest, go-lucky person. And I get that a lot, too, from people. Like, they're like, oh, you you could never experience a trauma like that. Like, you're so happy. You're so go-lucky. You're so positive. You're you're a cheerleader. And I'm just like, you don't know, though. You, you don't know what goes on behind closed doors. Just because I smile at you, it doesn't mean I'm the most happy person that there is. You know, people are so quick to judge and make assumptions and and think that they know something when they really don't. I mean, anybody can post a picture of them laughing and being happy on social media. But is it really how they are? Have they really experienced something so horrific? And, you know, the other thing, too, that really gets me every time is, like, when people see other people, like homeless people or addicts on the street, they assume the absolute worst things about them. I've, I've seen it, experienced it firsthand, and it disgusts me. Because how do you know that that person that's on the streets is even an addict? How do you know that person on the street just didn't lose their family and a fire? How do you know that they just didn't go through this horrific trauma? Like, we're so quick to point these fingers, but we're not quick enough to ask the questions, why? What made them get to the street? What trauma did they go through? How much hurt are they feeling? What made them get to this point? Was this a family history? A family dynamics? Like why are they where they are? I am
0: so glad you brought that up Ashley. Because it is sad. That the homeless here in this country. Is sickening. And you know. I'm going to say it out there. It's funny how. Religion aspects are quick to judge. And I see it in the social media. I see it even, you know, just in the media in itself. And it's like, oh my gosh, how pathetic. And I'm embarrassed almost to even be uh an american based on what i'm seeing going on and it's like oh my god how don't my thing is don't judge or assume because assume is ass out of you and me both and you don't know what that person's been through and like you said they what happened that got them to where they're at now
1: you know exactly. when, I see
0: when i see a homeless person someone that's been through something so tragically or horrific they lost hope
1: Bill, i completely agree and i'm just so happy that you brought that up i didn't have to ask that question <laughs> No, because it bothers me that people are just so quick to make accusations and think the worst of somebody. Like I genuinely feel for these people. I mean, I've experienced things where I've seen like a 15 or 16 year old girl, she was like urinating at the back of like the bus terminals. And I followed her and I said to like the driver, I was like, if you don't call 911 right now, then I'm calling 911. And I stayed with her until paramedics got there because you know, I think to myself, these are people too. Like they have gone through maybe something horrific. And I think that's someone's brother, that's someone's sister, that's someone's aunt, that's someone's uncle. That's what runs through my head. And I would hope that if I was in that situation that someone would come to my rescue and do the same thing for me and not just judge them. Like I can't just like walk away from a situation. Like I can't tell you how many times I've actually called 911 because I've seen ODs take place. Like it is, it's horrific. And I can't just walk past somebody and not do anything about it. You know, this is, this is a call to action. And we really need to step up and we need to be the voice of change, be the voice of reason, be, be the voice for some of these people that don't have anybody else. And
0: since you said call to action and be the voice, would you agree that it has nothing to do with violence and the hatred,
1: but we gotta do exactly. something more on a positive And not exactly, negative. we do need to do. We need, you know, we need more community resources. We need more community support. We need to, and to start off with, we need to stop judging. Like everybody has a story. Everybody's been through some type of trauma or other. And some people turn to the streets, unfortunately, as a negative coping method. And those people shouldn't be to blame. You know, they may not have support in their life. They may not have family at all. What, like, what are we doing to help them? How can we help them? Let's start there.
0: Absolutely. I'm open up for, I'm open to that too. And I have to honestly say, I am very proud of you. Oh, thank you. Of, what you've accomplished even what you overcame and what you're doing to better yourself and be the best version of yourself the uh, I know you wrote out a book and whatnot so I definitely want to put that it will be on it's in the description just go through the description you'll find Ashley's book there and all her contact information for you guys that are listening and watching. Um, wow. I, I'm just in awe of you, honestly, Ashley, that you're, you're an advocate for the homeless. You're an advocate for, you know, against violence. And, you know, you say judgment and, and all this violence and everything that's going on. Would you say that it's actually a taught like program going back into our history?
1: Yeah, because I never want somebody to feel the way that I felt. I never want somebody to feel alone. And like, I mean, I I didn't ever feel alone. Like I had so much support. Like that is something that I am so grateful for and so humble for. Like I know that I would not be where I am to be without all the people that have supported me since day one minute one and I am forever, forever grateful for that. Um, I'm so thankful for the people that have given me these endless opportunities such as yourself to have a platform to tell my story and speak up and get this out, especially like you said at the beginning to young girls, young men that are struggling. You know, life is already a challenge enough day to day and having to live up to all these expectations, and then you experience a trauma on top of that, that's really hard. That's really difficult to come to terms with. So I just want to know how I can build people up. That's what I want. And I want people to see the value in themselves. I want people to never give up on themselves. I want someone to look at me and say, because of you, I didn't give up.
0: Absolutely. I agree with you, Ashley, and I, it's such an honor and pleasure to have you definitely on this show sharing your, your message and your story and what it is that you're doing to help others. That's why you're here, Ashley.
1: <laughs> it's <laughs> well, it's I mean, my passion. Like you. I believe in people. And that's why
0: you came here on this earth, in order to make the difference for especially your generation and the younger generation. This is your whole soul purpose. That's
1: why you went through what you went through, sweetie. Exactly, like it's, you know what, I hate everything that I've gone through, but it's gotten me to this point. It's been an eye opener. It's made me more hypervigilant, more aware of my surroundings. And it's given me this opportunity to help other people that are struggling because what happened to me, let's face it, is no isolated situation. Like I said at the beginning of this, this is a worldwide epidemic problem that we have Mm -hmm. so many survivors of crime that are going through these same emotions and I just want people to know that they're never alone. And you know what, sometimes all it takes is just that person just to be a listening ear, just for somebody to listen to without any judgment. That's what people that are going through trauma need. They just need someone to listen. No words, no judgment. Listen.
0: So for those um, that are listening, especially any young adults and, you know, uh, teenage girls, teenage boys, you know, granted, I mean, you said this is a nationwide. It's actually a global thing, honestly. Uh, It is. Yes but if they're in like New York or they're in Florida or they're in Seattle, Washington or in the Midwest or in California, you know, there is on a state level and even a city level of resources for victims and whatnot. Um, It, from my understanding, is that not true for them to reach out to someone for help or domestic abuse or Anything like yes. that there is, isn't so there? There's lots of
1: survivor support, a lot of survivor support.
0: Okay. So um, that's welfare. good to know if, for any of those that are listening. I know there's a um, a hotline for su- suicide prevention. I think it's
1: 211. Is yes, that the yes, there is. Okay. And, you know, people can also feel free to follow my Facebook page, which is ashleyinspires.com. And then there's a group as well called Finding Strength Through Tragedy. There's also Instagram, Finding Strength Through Tragedy. And uh, they can reach out on any one of those. And anyone that needs um, a platform or some information, um you can actually go onto my website at ashleyinspires.com. And uh, I wrote a whole bunch of blogs too. And on some of those blogs, there are some resources centers to call as well. Um, So I talk about, you know, um, why people are so quick to judge, why you can't just leave an abusive relationship. I also wrote some stuff about um, racism because that's just been a huge thing as well and the challenges that come with all of that as well and trying to help people overcome that and see like it's people are just again so quick to judge and make accusations like for me personally I can say that like As long as people treat me with respect, I treat them with respect and that's it. You know, I treat the janitor the same way as I would treat the CEO, the same, the CEO as I would treat the janitor. That's how I was raised. And that's what I will continue to do is treat people the way they want to be treated and the way that they deserve to be treated.
0: Well, I, and if you don't respect me, it's bye-bye. If you don't respect me the way I want to be treated, especially if I treat you with respect... And I don't get a reciprocated, I just cut the ties. I knowing you. Bye bye. Yes. Like, I don't want that bullshit.
1: That's I don't, the biggest problem in America. For me, it doesn't matter what nationality you are. It doesn't matter, you know, if you're rich, upper class, whatever the case is, as long as there's respect. And, you know, dignity and appreciation and value. I think that that's all that it, it really comes down to treat people the way you want to be treated. And that that's it. That's what it comes down to me.
0: And why can't people that's that's what I, I question a lot when I look around and seeing why everybody's treating each other the way they are. And what and I'm just looking going, why are we? Even still continuing this, this is just
1: nonsense now. It's gotten ridiculous. It is nonsense. There's no reason for it. Violence in all forms is just nonsense. There is no reason to hurt someone physically, mentally, emotionally, verbally. Like, I don't care, like, how upset you are. There's no reason to treat people horribly. There's just not. And if you're going to treat somebody that horribly and rather it's an abusive relationship, rather it's a friend relationship, whatever type of relationship it is, you know what? That's where you need to look at yourself and reevaluate yourself and get yourself help because that is just not appropriate behavior. You know, people need to take accountability for their actions.
0: Absolutely. And it's, I'm just, like I there is my heart and and, and where my intentions are is to where everyone gets along everyone's equal it doesn't matter to me what color what race what you are because we're all first and foremost spiritual beings sexual beings inside a human being I see a divine being right in front of me I see the essence of God just shining through you, experiencing life in this human being that you are. And that's it. And either we could be a hostage to the ego or the host of God that's already in you.
1: Yeah, we can continue to go on and, and move forward and you know, take step by step, take day by day and just keep continuing to be the best versions of ourselves that we can be. I mean, that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. Um, it comes down to you and you deciding, okay, hey, this is how I'm going to live and how I'm going to live is going to be for myself. And I don't think that that's selfish at all. I think that it's so important to focus on you and your potentials because that's how you grow and that's how you grow with relationships that's how you grow with development and self growth it all comes through you and you know it's all about turning pain into strength that's what it is for me that is the journey of healing well not only strength but you also gain some wisdom along the way too haven't you I've gained a lot of wisdom. I mean, I had to grow up super fast. I mean, I was on my own at 18 years old and, you know, trying to make the most of my life, trying to get out of a toxic relationship. Like I've had a lot handed to me and I've had a lot where I've had a lot of opportunities that have made me really grow up fast. You know, when I got out of college, I had three jobs and you know, you just, you have to make the most of every situation that you go through and you just have to take it as a learning opportunity, a learning moment for yourself. And you know, I'm so lucky. Like everything has gotten me to where those three jobs got me to where I am today. You know, they gave me that experience, Um, they gave me friendships out of it. So I'm, I'm really grateful for the life that I have now and, you know, it's taken a lot to get to where I am, but I don't have any regrets about moving forward. Um, It's all about healing and it's all about doing the best that I can possibly do for myself. And, you know, I've learned at the end of the day, you know, not everyone's going to like me for the things that I do. And I just got to be okay with that. You know, I used to be an emotional person and take everything to heart. Now I'm trying to like, be like, why am I doing that to myself? Why am I letting negative energy in, you know, it's sometimes you just got to detox from it and say, enough's enough, and just surround yourself with positive, inspiring individuals. And That's
0: all it comes down to at the end of the day. I am just in awe again with you. (laughs) Thank you so much. Freaking proud of you. I really am, Ashley. And thank you again for joining us. I'm going to leave everything. Please go check out the description on how you can contact Ashley. She's gone through all of this in order to get to this point now in her life to help others. And that's why she's... Come on this show, Wake Up with Casey. And I look forward to having you back on the show with us, Ashley. Oh,
1: you're so sweet. I really appreciate that. And I'm going to be a launching a course as well um, that I'm really excited about, too. So I'm, I'm just, I'm so excited. Like, I really believe that possibilities are endless. And I want every single person out there to know that they are so incredibly brave and that their life is worth fighting for. Like you have value, you have self worth. And for every single person that's experienced or gone through some type of trauma, you will get to the other side of the valley. You will. You just have to believe in yourself, keep fighting the fight, never stop moving, just keep going no matter what. And of course you're gonna have your weak moments, but allow those moments to be a teaching moment and learn to move forward and keep going no matter what, because you can do anything you set your mind to.
0: Absolutely, Ashley. Thank you again for joining us
1: today well thank you so much for taking the time to do this interview i really really appreciate it well there
0: you go see i told you this was going to be a very different but very inspirational uh message and story and i'm so proud again of ashley look forward to the next episode here on wake up with kc Do you agree that you know it's time that we all wake up and take responsibility even for our ancestors that did not know it any better i've been waiting patiently to have this kind of conversation <laughs>